Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. So we want more than inspiration. We want information, impartation, transformation, and application in our lives. Amen? Amen. 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 And the thought tonight is, why does God want us to fear him? Why fear God? Well, in the book of Ecclesiastes, I believe the author to be Solomon, I mean, some question that, but I think it was Solomon, considered the fear of God essential and very important to a believer's life. Think about Ananias and Sapphira when they got a hold of the very presence and power of God as being judge, judgment upon them. Think about Nadab and Abihu when they entered into and got to where they shouldn't have been. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 7 and then also verse 12, 12 and verse 13. For in the multitude of dreams and many words there are also diverse vanities, but Fear thou God. Fear of God is to be a controlling motive of a person's heart in matters moral and spiritual. It's also a wholesome dread of displeasing God in any way. Something I do believe that God wants revived, revived in people's lives to be renewed. Look at chapter 12 and verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Well, what is it? Fear God, keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Notice the fear of God will cause one to keep his commandments. When a person really has a genuine fear of God. Now, in, look at some scriptures here. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Just some scriptures that talk about the fear of God. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him. The fear of the Lord will also move us to a place that we serve him and shalt swear by his name. Look in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 11. This is New Living Translation. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. In other words, he was saying it's the fear of the Lord that moved them to evangelize or moved them to witness for Jesus. And that controlling motive of their heart made it something that they needed to do as far as it was their responsibility as an ambassador for Christ. It's something we all should do. Look at 1 Peter 2 and verse 17. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Here he's talking about venerating him, honoring him, holding him in high esteem, regarding him highly, and so on. Godly reverential fear. And then the next one, Isaiah 33 and verse 6. Look at this one. And wisdom and knowledge shall be stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is 
his treasure. Wow. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. When people fear God, he treasures it. Philippians chapter 2, a very important scripture with regard to the fear of God and our salvation. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is the fear of the Lord that moves us to spiritual maturity. We work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Okay, look at uh, Psalm 34 and verse 9. Fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. One who walks in the fear of the Lord, in other words, is going to have some tremendous things happen in their lives. There won't be any want in their lives. That's pretty, pretty powerful. But now another one, Exodus 20, 20. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces. Why? That you sin not. In other words, it keeps one from sinning. In the big things and the small things, it keeps one. And then in Psalm 2 and verse 11, this is how we serve him. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Hmm, Wow. Serve him with fear and rejoice with trembling. It's wonderful to rejoice in the Lord, but there has to be an awe about who he is. We don't take it lightly, do we? He's a consuming fire. We'll see that a little bit later. But look at Psalm 111 and verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That word beginning there, it's the same word in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. In other words, that's where it all begins. That's where wisdom really starts. That's where knowledge really comes from. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. So there's what is called healthy fear. There's unhealthy fear. There's constructive fear. There's destructive fear. And he's talking about a healthy, constructive fear of the Lord that he wants us all to have revived within us so that it would move us to do some of these things we're talking about here. For example, when it comes to healthy and unhealthy, you can say you're afraid of fire, so you don't put your hand in it to get burned. And that's a healthy, reverential fear for fire. But if you're afraid then to, let's say, come up with a campfire during a cool fall night, that's unhealthy. You shouldn't be that fearful of fire. So there's a healthy respect for fire, and there's an unhealthy fear um, that we shouldn't give place to. Electricity is the same way. You can be afraid of electricity or you can fear it, you can have reverence for it so that you don't touch it so because you know it can either hurt you or take your life. But if you don't have any electricity in your house as a result, that's an unhealthy fear that you have of electricity. And this one you might better understand. You don't in any way, mess with a grizzly bear's cubs. Because you have a healthy fear of being mauled by that grizzly bear, right? But if you were afraid then to take a walk in the woods, that's unhealthy. We shouldn't allow something like that to 
cause us to be so afraid to take a nice little walk, a hiking walk in the woods. So God wants us to have a godly reverential fear, knowing that who he is and knowing that having this fear within us will help us to make right choices and decisions in our lives. It'll enable us to keep his commandments because we don't want to displease him in any way. Look in the book of uh, Psalms again, 25 and verse 14. This is from the New Living Translation. The Lord is a friend to those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. It's a good friend to have, wouldn't you say? He's a friend to those who fear him. And once again, this fear being a controlling motive of a person's heart and life in decisions, moral, spiritual, a wholesome dread of displeasing him in any possible way. And then finally, Hebrews chapter 12. And it says this, Wherefore we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably. The acceptable way to serve God is with reverence and godly fear. And then why? For our God is a consuming fire. As we were singing that song, I was thinking, what if he really showed up like that consuming fire, just like that, right here in this place? Yeah. Open the eyes. So I want to see you high and lifted up like Isaiah did and full of glory. You know what happened to him? Man, he hit the ground. I fell on his knees, didn't he? Yeah. Amen. Well, isn't that our goal? Isn't that what we want? I believe what God is speaking to our hearts at this time right now. You see, um, the evil that we hear about that's taking place in the world today, we know there's a lot of it. We understand that. But you know what? The reason behind it, we try to get people to do the right thing, live right. We should look in the mirror when we, come, when we do that. But listen to this. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Romans 3.17. So you know what? We need to preach more on the fear of God. If there's no fear of God before people's eyes, then they're open to and apt to do the wrong thing. But when there's the fear of God on the inside, it moves them to do the right thing, keep his commandments and honor him. And read some of those verses like Nadab and Abihu when they, were, when they died because they got to where they shouldn't have been and touched the, the glory. I want us as a church, as a body of believers, to have revived within our souls this fear of God, this godly reverential fear of God, this honor of God that moves us to live the way he wants us to live, to do what he wants us to do and keep his commandments. Because when that's revived within a person, the rest is automatic. Right. Amen.